and we're back. I don't even know what happened there and that was really very strange, but we are back in the room. So as I was saying, the, like this lady was totally put together, everything was absolutely in order, everything was color coordinated, it wasn't, it's not my personal style. Let me know that you can hear me. Hey, welcome back, Catherine. Um, if you can, guys can just type in and let me know that you can actually hear me. I don't know what happened with the networks back then, but we are back in the room. So it might not be your style, but usually, hey, Jez, there'll be some, there'll be some method in, in how it is that they've done what they've done. So what I learned about this for me is that I, and there's different, there's different energies that will kind of draw upon at different times, right? If you're divine order, you'll find it really easy to work within structure or to create structures. You might find it a little bit easier to uh, like find the data. Usually divine order people will often really enjoy working alone, right? Or they to jibber jabber so they can be a little bit more introverted sometimes in the way that they work um the the i guess the unresourceful side to divine order is sometimes they can become so regimented and so systems orientated that they end up just being really tunnel visioned and they're not able to take on the views of anyone else the other side of that or the, the or like in um the other part of that is that sometimes they can like they'll, they'll be looking for control. So if they feel like they're out of control in a situation, they'll start to bring in control in another way. Divine self-expression. So for those of you, hands up, that uh, find it really easy to speak, that find it really easy to communicate, that find it really easy to write, this is probably who you are. Now, divine self-expression people, these are typically, again, leaders, they're motivators, they're, their words have substance. And the thing that will happen is that your intuition will often start coming through while you're speaking. Hey Jess, just let me know that you can hear me. I can't see your comments, I don't know why. It's very strange. Please type some comments in and let me know that you can hear me and that I'm not just speaking into the oblivion. Oh, thank you Jess, that's great. Okay, cool. So uh, divine self-expression people, yeah. So you'll find that your intuition and, and those alignment pieces will come through while you're speaking or while you're writing, okay? So that's just, that's one of the things that you will find. Whereas with divine order, your intuition and things will come through when you're looking for patterns in things or you're looking to create a pattern or you're looking to create a system uh, and then you're looking at helping people through that. With, your, with the divine love and the divine compassion people, your alignment will kick in when you are, I mean, it is true for all of us, but when you're looking at, at serving first, right? So that will be the thing that, um, that almost like unplugs the plug or allows those ideas and things to come forth. Again, as we've discussed with all of the other ones, with divine self-expression, sometimes the unresourceful side is when you're under pressure, you can often just talk, 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 and forget to listen. And then obviously that doesn't work because that's not communication, right? That's just you being a speaker person, 
um, almost like, again, almost like somebody who, who dictates and who just doesn't have any sense of emotional awareness around anything that's going on around you. So divine, oh, and then divine self-expression people, if you find that you're stressed and pressured, the way to relieve some of that stress and pressure is to write and speak. Okay, so it doesn't have to be necessarily in relation to, you know, marketing or live streams. It might be just hopping on the phone with a client and helping them work through something. But you've got to find a way of being able to um, relieve some of that pressure. Divine wisdom people. So these people are really beautiful in the sense that they're here to help you find your own answers. So these are the people who will say, oh yeah, you know, you're doing that, that's great. This is what I would do. What would you like to do, right? So they're a lot more, um, they're a lot less prescriptive and a little bit more consultative, but then they'll leave you to go and do your thing. So these people will, they'll often um, have really great plans, they'll have really great ideas, but they will empower you to make decisions uh and they take time to make decisions so they're very deliberate they are super logical they use common sense they they like to follow plans it's like you know those kids that you're just like you've been here before all those adults who have just got you know they've got all of the answers they're like the oracles um they can often be you know kind of quite spoken um really super insightful like they hear what you what you're saying without you even needing to say it so like if, if you find that that's what you do really well then perhaps divine wisdom hey georgina welcome back i don't even know what happened um then then that's that then we've got the divine truth people now the divine truth people these guys and women, these people are like the spiritual warriors. They will get out there and tell the truth come hell or high water. So they're the whistleblowers. They're the ones who are like, nah, that, that's not actually right. You might think about them. They might be a bit like the Dipper Dollar Cindy's. But they are so driven by right and wrong. The downside is, is that to, or not the downside, the, the unresourceful side is that there's often a whole lot of grey that can go on in the world. And so these, these people tend to just look at the black and the white. So they can be quite judgmental, um, really quick to make decisions, and they will insist on being right. So again, to overlay that onto this, that might be like the D-type personality, right? Now the animal that can that often depicts that category can, not, the, not the divine truth, but the D type, the dominant type personality is somebody who can be a little bit like a bull, right? Like a bull at a gate or just like a bull, not physically, but more from an attitude perspective. Can often make, um, like those people can often make really great like CEOs who don't need or want to get down into the nitty gritty detail. Uh, if you are, if you're feeling like, if you're feeling torn, it's important for you to speak your truth. So if you've ever felt like you've been you've been told to hold back on sharing your opinions, like think about kids. Like kids used to do this all the time. Like when they're little, they just like blurt out exactly what's going on. Like as a as a parent, you might say, Oh, blah, 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 and your kid goes, No, nah, that's not how it happened. Like this is how it happened. Or you did not say that. And then we're like, no, 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 you know, shush, we weren't like you weren't supposed to tell anyone that, right? 
I can't think of an example with my kids where we've done that, but you know those moments where that happens. It's like, shh, there's moments for truth and there's moments for discretion where like that divine truth in children can often be sort of like just, you know, time and place, babe, time and place. So if they are a divine truth person, then they learn from a really young age to kind of quash that and play the game. I think there's also a place for tact, just quietly. All right, so divine creation people. You guys, if you, if you relate to this, then those of you, hang on, I'm just reading Catherine's. I was told in year one, I needed to curb my moods for the sake of others. Oh, please become beige and boring, Catherine, because it's really hard for other people to exist around you. Please don't have personality and don't have any feelings because, you know, that would be an inconvenience. Mm, golly, that's a bit awkward, isn't it? Jeez, like, that's really shit, actually. Like, imagine that. Well, you'd lift it. I'm imagining that. That would be really terrible. All right, divine creation. These people are all about building something. So usually what happens, something that lasts beyond them. So initially what they might look at doing is building themselves up. So physically, uh, these might be people who are bodybuilders, personal trainers. They, they really like to take care, first of all, of themselves. These guys are really kinesthetic. So they feel things and they want to touch things. And they, it's about feeling good and you know having fun and, and that type of stuff. Once they've sort of gone past that, then it's really about building something else physical that lasts. So that might be a business, for instance, or a brand or a building. Um, someone who, yeah, somebody who's able to create something that lasts long after you're, you're gone. Your legacy can last long after you're gone. <laughs> It's okay, I'm anything but vanilla. Yeah, I, yeah, absolutely, 100%. Hey, Joe, good morning. Welcome to Tuesday. Uh, so, now, divine creation people, if you're feeling under pressure, if you're feeling like you're, again, like your your intuition is being quashed or you're not quite sure how to, how to make it work, then go build something. Go, you could build a course, Right. If you're if we're thinking about the online world, build out a marketing campaign, build out a structure, get out and build a fence. You know, build do something, um, or or a commit to like a ten week body sculpting regime. I don't know. Do something to get to get yourself building, or you might do that with someone else. So, all of these, all of these soul styles, if you can work out where. What one you think is your primary or maybe your secondary, it's a really great way of you being able to unlock the flow, right? So we're all looking for flow. I don't know anybody who doesn't want more flow in their world. And to me, flow is where we are able to create really, you know, like we're just able to create, we're able to do what it is that we need to do without stress and well, with the least amount of stress and overwhelm and pressure from any kind of angle in our in our in our world. So if you think about it, if you know that your divine order, and for instance, you might be like, oh my god, I've got to go and put out a marketing campaign. I don't know what to do. I'm feeling really bored creatively. Then the first thing that you need to do, in my opinion, would be to go, all right, let's map out what it would look like. And I would actually, I've, I've done this a lot. I find it a lot easier to do this. 
where I might get post-it notes and put them up all over my, like all over the windows over there and, and map stuff out, right? So create a map, create a system, create a mind map perhaps where you're able to put all your thoughts out and then work out the system and the order for it. Because then what happens is that as you're building and creating that system or building out that, that layout or drafting that course or mapping out what it's going to look like, you'll find that more ideas and more ideas drop in or you'll get a feeling about something. It's like, oh, I've got to add that in there somewhere. Bang, that's you being able to access your intuition. And when you're doing it from that place, it's a lot more aligned. It's going to feel a lot more natural. If you are divine love, divine compassion, if you've got that kind of mix, then you know one of the one of the things that you could do, left hand on heart, like right here, and then just sit and breathe for a minute and go, all right. You know, again, if we're relating this back to business and marketing and things like that, it's like, how can I best show my people that I really love them? How can I, what can I create for them? What could I do for them? How can I, how can I demonstrate to them that they're important, that they matter, that they are not in this alone, that they're not in this alone, that they're not alone in this is what I was trying to say, that, you know what, there's community around us and, and all of that kind of thing, right? Like, so that way, if you're really coming from that place of servant's heart, which I didn't really used to get, you know, when I first started this, like, it's like, I don't really get it. I just need to make some fucking money. Um, it was like back in 2010, like servant's heart, servant's heart, what the heck? It's, you know, that it is that thing is where you step into the other person's shoes and you really feel what they feel. And it's like, all right, I think this would be the best thing to help them to be able to move forward and then, and then do that from that perspective. So it might be where you go and gift someone a free session with you. Maybe you, you find someone who's really needy in the community and you go out there and help them. It could be where you decide to volunteer or you, I don't know, find something that you can demonstrate love and compassion. It doesn't have to be in work, but that's the thing that will then help you to unlock your intuition, right? Another big thing is like a lot of people are motivated, are sorry, that their intuition is accessed and, and created when they're, when they're moving, okay? So you know how... In, in, a, in a typical, like in a really typical um, yoga-y, and I don't mean yoga, um, so a lot of mindset teachers will tell you or a lot of uh, meditation people will tell you that it's really important for you to sit still, close your eyes, go deep within, and that's when the intuition is going to come, that's when the ideas will come, that's when the download will come, that's when whatever language it is that they use. For me, uh -uh, I just get frustrated. Like for me, I've got to be like I've got to be moving. I've got to be kind of like doing something, do like listening to something, saying something in order for those things to drop in. So really, it's about you being able to access or, or decide, work out which one it is of those that is the more dominant or the more prominent for you, and then finding a hack essentially on a way that you can get into that, that the essence of that energy so that you're able to then access and unlock your intuition. So if you've ever been in a place where you're stuck with overthinking, right? If you've ever felt like you're at a stalemate where you're feeling uncreative, um, 
then some of the best things that you can do is to, to go, oh yeah, that's right, hang on a second. I know that when I'm under pressure with divine order, like my life is probably all, like one of the, like my, your life might be all going all to hell in a handbasket around you or your house might be a disaster. Go tidy that shit up. Because as you're tidying up and as you're creating order, you'll find that the different ideas come in. The thing you've got to remember though, the solution to all of this, right? is we've got to look at the ways that we can access the, the, the idea, the idea particle, which is otherwise known as intuition. And you've got to act quickly, quickly. So when those ideas come in, you've kind of got to go, all right, great, you know, bang, I'm on, let's go. Trust your gut. You know what it is that you need to do, right? You know how it is that you need to do it. Really, you do. It's just a matter of you finding those, finding those little tidbits that you can then go, right, Bang, I'm on. All right, Georgina. Thank you for the company on my drive to the day job. We'll catch the rest on replay. No problem at all. You're very welcome. For those of you who are watching live, where do you think you guys fit? And is this making, have you had any like little, oh yeah, of course, Nick, that makes total sense. This is, this is how it works for me. Yeah, Catherine, you're anything but vanilla, 100%. All right, so let me know in the comments and I'll jump in and have a look at them uh, a little later. Otherwise, that is our The Awesome Show, right? Because you can't spell awesome with a me, which is you, right? Of course. So here's what we're going to be looking at in our Visible Live Season 6. Can you believe we've done, I can't believe that we've actually done five seasons of this. This is like, so that's five seasons of at least 10 episodes in the past. And now we're at season six with two episodes. It's just two episodes under our belt. So next week I am talking all about creating your own network and having a really, a, a really uh, strategic view around social media and your visibility growth. The following week, so episode number four, we're talking all about content repurposing, like a good capsule wardrobe. You're going to love the shit out of that one. Um, and then later on in the season, we're talking about niching because everybody wants to talk about niching all the time. Uh, we're going to look at future-proofing your business and your brand because that's crucial. Uh, we're going to look at creating influence, creating movements, not the kind that you need to run to the toilet for. Uh, and then a whole stack will do some video stuff and all of the things. So I'm really excited to hang out with you guys today. I trust that's been helpful. Let me know your biggest takeaway from this. Um, and I will catch you tomorrow, if not before. I will see you tomorrow morning at 11 for the coffee run and every day thereafter, other than Tuesdays when we are live at 9. Have a really amazing day, everybody. Let me know your questions for tomorrow's Q&A Wednesday. All right. Talk to you soon.